We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. going on everybody and welcome back yeah. to another episode of no other pod i'm jimmy along with my good buddy dan dan it's not a sporting kcu victory pod but i'm gonna go ahead and say it we're gonna call this one a victory pod after that wild kansas city chiefs game against the buffalo bills i mean is it fair to say that uh you know everyone listening here is more than likely a chiefs fan as well maybe 90 percent of the people listening at least not 90 95 plus yeah yeah, some people are probably like, no, couldn't care less. Like, move on, please. But I'm sorry, I couldn't really <laughs> sleep last night. It was a, uh, it was a hell of a day, dude. My God, I mean, there, I don't even know. Like, if you look at, have you seen the tweets of like the ESPN win probability charts where it's like kind of going back and forth a little bit, and then the last two minutes it's just like bam, 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 back and forth, like a hundred percent each way. Not, like, I did four not times. see that. I just too like, much. Oh my God, it was. 25 points scored in the last minute 54 and then nfl overtime rules are the worst as chiefs fans know back from 2019 no no i think we like them we like them now the rules (laughs) are fine now you're sitting there and and your entire like your super bowl hopes hinge on a coin toss (laughs) have you ever celebrated a coin flip more (laughs) i I had a friend who texted me as soon as the coin toss was over he goes well chiefs just won and like that's kind of how it went yeah, I mean, it does. It's like when Brady won the toss in 2019, we were all like, oh, shit, like this yeah. is tough. And then we, dude, we won the coin toss and I was like, oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it crazy. I mean, everybody here knows that Patrick Mahomes is probably going to end their career or his career as the best quarterback in the history of football. And more than likely, even still. When the Bills scored that touchdown with 13 seconds left, well, first off, when when the Chiefs scored the Tyreek touchdown and there was a minute left and there was three timeouts, this is how good the Bills are and how good Josh Allen is. I turned to Brittany and I was like, there's too much time left. There's too much time. And and she was like, scale of one to 10, how bad is this? And I was like, I think I said six or a seven, even though internally I was like, it's probably like an eight or a nine. And that's crazy that you you just knew they were going to go down and score. And then they score and there's 13 seconds left and you're like, I know Mahomes is going to be the greatest of all time. Oh, my Lord. Even this is too much. Talking about it right now is too much. Like, I'm like, I can't even uh, get my mind straight. Like, it's – how do you think the players feel right now? I think about the emotional turmoil that, like, I go through just watching a game or playing some rec league soccer game or something. These players just went through the gamut of emotions. Right. Like four times. And now – (laughs) <laughs> now they have to what uh, prepare for another game. Like that's right. the thing. It's like, wait, Oh, I'm not going to the super bowl. There's two I more games. <laughs> yeah. God damn. I just like, well, that felt like the super bowl and those were the two best teams that were left. And Supposedly. I just, you know, I said this in 2019, Mahomes deserved a shot then. And I just, I still feel like, you know, I, I root for the chiefs, you know, when they're playing everybody except the Packers and I don't want to talk about sure. that game. So we're going to move on, but right, we don't talk about anti-vaxxers anyways. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Q Aaron Rodgers, um, but <laughs> Q A A Ron, Q Aaron Rodgers. Um, I just, you know, Josh Allen deserved a shot to 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 reply. And the irony of this all is, after 2019, the Chiefs were the ones who introduced a rule change for NFL overtime rules, and the rest of the owners turned it down. 
Buffalo well, Bills owners were one who were like, nah, we don't want to do that. That's so, the smartest thing they could have done because that was awesome. I just, you know, and, and it was cool to see. So I, apparently the, the, the play that Mahomes and Kelsey had wasn't even a play call. Like Kelsey saw something, then the Bills called a timeout and he's like, oh shit, they called a timeout. I can go tell Patrick. And if they do it again, we can do this like playground play. And that's why you hear Mahomes be like, do it, Kels, because it yep. happened again. And so they just made this up and it was the biggest play in their career. And then after the game, Mahomes, he celebrated a little bit with Kelsey after the touchdown. But then I don't know if you've seen the video. He sprinted the length of the field to go find Josh Allen and give him a hug. And like they had their moment because like there's so much respect between those two because they knew they huh. were like, whichever one of us wins, this is probably going to go in the Super Bowl. So he like he celebrated real quick and then just sprinted down the end of the field to go find Josh Allen and, and talk with him and like give him a big hug. Well, I hope I knew he didn't have to find uh, Stefan Diggs on the field, probably uh, watching <laughs> celebrations again where he belongs, you know. Yeah, well, well, that's it. That was, see their, that? that was their storyline. Like, oh, oh last yeah. year he didn't want to forget this moment. Well, he still won't forget it because we gave him another one. Did you see the video of Stefan Diggs just laying out the dude who ran on the field with a minute 54 left? Did he? Oh, the my fan, God. some Chiefs fan ran on the field. And I was like, first off, if you're going to run on the field as a fan, don't do it in like the biggest moment of the game when you're probably screwing up with, with the juju of your own team. Oh, my. Does he go don't to jail do it. probably? Oh yeah. So he's running on the field and he's running toward the players and Stefan Diggs just lays him out yeah. and then security jumps on him. And then this is my favorite part of the movie while security's laying on top of him, a bills lineman comes over for no reason, pulls the guy's shoes off and just throws his shoes away. <laughs> Dude. If it, what didn't something like that happen in a women's soccer game and, and she got like a yellow card for it, body pro- checking a fan. It might have, cause they tell players not to do it. But at that point sure. you're like, I'm not about to get taken down by a fan. I'm going to take him out. Uh, but last night it's like, well, 15 yards, give it to us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start throwing shoes. 15 yards. <laughs> it was just so funny. He's like on the ground, flailing and the lineman just goes, takes the shoes and just throws them as far away as he can. Yeah. You know, see, this is why I don't attend games in person. <laughs> One, because the beer flows like wine. Right. Everyone is super sauced. Uh, Brittany Matthews, for God's sakes, is showering people that did not consent to a, a champagne yeah, shower, but they got it. You know, they, they got the, the, they got the good TikTok dance and they got the champagne <laughs> dreams, you know, it's the good stuff. So, uh, what a game. Well, I, Dude, I guess and you how can... do you even, how do you go talk about sporting? Uh, by the way, I'm pointing here because I have sporting's <laughs> website open. Don't you see, don't you yeah, see what I mean? I see it. How yes. do you even talk about them and their million freaking things they're doing? Yeah. Well, I, Mahomes is a sporting owner. There's the he connection. He is a sporting owner. Well, we're going to go to the chicken and champagne convention. <laughs> <laughs> So much going on, man. Chicken oh, and champs. Chicken and champs. Um, I champs. Just, <laughs> what a game. I mean, I'm not even, like I said, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but the Packers were already out. So I, I have adopted the Chiefs for the rest of the, uh, the season, the rest yep. of the postseason. So As you I, should. Uh, I was very happy. And, and they got a bunch of names that you can pronounce, whereas uh, sporting has a bunch of names you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> we uh so a couple things have happened with sporting since we well more than a couple but since we last talked um we release our podcast on a wednesday as we do uh everybody yeah. knows that including it goes down on a tuesday where we record it as the drake <laughs> song suggests and then it goes up on a wednesday on a wednesday um so apparently sporting also knows that we you know release a on, a, on a wednesday um and i think it's a drake song Okay. I don't I know. Think, Drake. I, don't I just know, know Degrassi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, the, so, and the hotline bling. There, there you go. Uh, <laughs> last Wednesday, within hours after we released our podcast, Sporting KC officially announced the acquisition of 20 year old German youth center back Robert Volader. Yes. Now, we had talked about him, you know, I think for almost maybe for a couple weeks leading up to this because there were the rumors and the rumors and the rumors started heating up a little bit more and uh, it became official. He signed a three-year MLS contract through 2024 with an option for 2025. He will occupy an international spot on the roster. Um, he's a left-footed center back, so you have to imagine Courtney Ford's probably the, the right center back backup behind, uh, behind EC, and then Volater's the, the left center back backup behind um, uh, Fontes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so and, and then there's still Kaveh Rod. Suddenly, when center back at one point was a little bit of a depth issue now feel pretty confident so feels feels pretty good and not only that you got some young hot legs behind you 
Like, I mean, these these guys, we're signing some young people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that means they're good. It's so, a young man's game. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, Volader is, is probably, I would guess, they don't have to say who their like, actual roster decisions are um, until the roster compliance date, which is not until much closer to the start of the season. But um, I would guess that Volader is probably going to be one of those new um, U22 initiative signings. Um, it basically is it's a, a way that you can sign a player who's under 22. You can give them more money. They would normally potentially be a designated player. I don't think Volder's at that level, but but it, it gives you a little bit more roster freedom. So he'll probably be one. I would guess the left back Logan and Dembe is probably going to be one as well. Um, yes. So this is, you know, this is exciting. We're getting young players on the roster. And it's not that we didn't have young players on the roster last year. It's just that the young players we had largely came through the academy and didn't have really any professional minutes. These guys are coming in with professional minutes through their European clubs. So my guess is there's probably a much higher likelihood they'll get some minutes this year. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, man. This isn't uh, these are, these aren't just some guys that are going to go sit on SKC two or anything like that. Like, no, these guys have played. These guys have won trophies. I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah, and Peter talked about the need, um, especially with the upcoming season and 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 the schedule and whatnot, the need for rotation. Um, you know, people always right. kind of puff make, puff pass, <laughs> kind of make jokes about. Peter's, you know, hesitancy to make substitutions and center back is not typically a position where you, you make subs mid game, but uh, this certainly feels like a, uh, an opportunity for Peter to have a couple of center backs. He trusts that can sub in either for us open cut games or some of those uh, heat of the summer uh, schedule congestion games. And, and it's, it just gives more options and more flexibility. So yes, excited about that. Um, the other big news that actually dropped on Monday before we recorded a podcast. And, and, and I was shocked because let me tell you, I didn't think that we were going to get any more roster news before we released a new episode, but sporting KC has acquired, uh, and, uh, you know, we talked about how much they were giving us help with the, uh, name pronunciation. They did not do it this time. Uh, probably when we needed it most, this, is uh, rough. this one's a rough one. I'm excited. A, a winger, 20 year old winger. From Cyprus, Marinos Zionis. Let me go ahead and say that's probably how it's pronounced. It's probably so. right. You know, uh, I don't know what Cyprus is. Uh, small I, European I'm, country. Small European. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited for a 20-year-old winger. Uh, that's not much younger than Daniel Shallowy. I mean, mm-hmm. he'll probably back up Shallowy. I don't. I don't know. Is he mainly on the left? Uh, he's primarily a left winger, although it says, uh, according to Transfer Market, his secondary position is second striker or attacking midfield. So it makes me wonder if, uh, especially with the Alan Polito news and really our only other potential striker on the roster is Kyrie Shelton, if we might not see uh, Zionis maybe slot in at striker a couple of times. Dude, this is know. so fun because these guys aren't signing for like a year, right? These are They're signing for like three years at a time. Right. I mean, these are long-term moves. Uh, he also has signed a contract uh, through 2024 with an option for 2025. Yep. Now, how does this, let me ask you this. Are we, it feels weird, right? Cause is it a, is it a win now mentality? Like let's fucking get it. Or is it a, uh, are we, are we kind of building for, for the years to come or is it both? Cause to me, it kind of feels both. Yeah, I, I think so. The, we don't know officially what the, um, the transfer fee is. Uh, for a, a player like Zionis, he's definitely going to be a U22 initiative signing because there were reports that the rumored transfer fee for him was between 1.7 and 2.3 million dollars. That's a significant investment in a player, um, and his salary is probably going to be 330, 340 thousand uh, dollars per year. So normally, that would be a designated player level signing. Um, this is not going to be a designated player level signing because of that U22 initiative. So um, th- that's good. I'm excited about this because okay. uh, that means he's probably going to come in and start on the bench. Uh, I don't think he's unseating Daniel Shallowy right away, especially after the year Daniel Shallowy uh, had last year. But I also don't think you don't pay potentially $2 million for a player just to be a backup. Right. But it, and if, 
if shallow is struggling or something, boom, this guy slots in, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or, or rotate him, keep him fresh. I mean, this mm-hmm. is, this is a big deal. And I'm also looking through his Instagram. He's got pretty heavy uh, Instagram following. <laughs> the man's got, uh, I don't know what that Jersey of that team is, but uh, their crest is like a shamrock dude. Ammonia Nicosia. I, whatever it's, it's luck of the Irish is what it is. I guess. <laughs> I mean, he's, we got a lucky charm coming to our team. It's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, he he's uh, he kind of was having a little bit of a breakout year um, over the last couple of years. He's he's got some goal scoring uh, behind him. Um, you know, this is this is a, a pretty decent pickup. And uh, one of the things that we said before the year last year, and Shiloh went on to have a fantastic year, obviously. But one of the things that we said last year was we don't have a backup. For Daniel Shallowy, we really have no left wing. Our left winger was uh, really Kyrie Shelton, and Kyrie was basically the backup across all three spots across the front line. So now we have another guy who can come in and really press Shallowy to continue to be the best that he can be. So this will be true, interesting. Man. That's true. And if he can't, uh, you know, if Shallowy can't stand like the pressure of some ch- a challenge, like it's going to make him better. You know, iron sharpens iron. And this right. will be, this is, a, this is a net positive. I'm pretty excited, man. And the season, we haven't even kicked off preseason hardly. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, like technically they are, um, you know, they're in there and they're uh, having trainings and whatnot. Um, I think their first game is, is Friday against the U.S. men's national team, um, closed door scrimmage. Uh, but we'll see, or, or was that this last Friday? That was Friday. That was this past, was this Friday. past Friday. So we don't really know what happened, actually. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But this is interesting. We're starting to see the roster fill out a little bit. Um, we now have a left wing. Um, we have the defense is, 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 you know, coming together a little bit. Um, still think there's potential to maybe see another right back, um, maybe another midfielder, and, and certainly maybe a striker. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I did see something interesting. So, Peter Ramiz spoke a few days ago there's potential you know i say that we might have another right back coming but peter kind of unprompted mentioned that cam duke had some time at right back previously um right he said you know cam duke played a couple games last year and played really well he also played in our academy at that position so i think we have some different options so that makes me think something um yeah i mean he said look Caden pierre has upside he has potential i hope to see a big jump but that that doesn't, to me, sound like Caden Pierre is ready to take over the right back spot. So, no, I don't think so. That might even mean that Cam Duke is higher on the depth chart at right back than Caden Pierre is right now. Yeah, I mean, whatever gets Cam on the field, I, I think, I think we're a better team with Cam on the field. He adds speed and pressure that uh, not many other people can add. So, it, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of the Zeusy effect. Like you just want him on the field. Yeah. And so the fact that he was at right back and then, you know, midfield and, and then played a little winger action, Cam Duke's the same way, man. I Hasn't he played like the false nine or, or uh, Cam's played just about everybody. I mean, Zeus yeah. is a, a pretty decent comp because I mean, Cam has speed like Zeus yeah. does. Um, and, and, and like you said, uh, he's played basically everywhere except goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> so that it's, that'd be a weird sight, but yeah, dude, the, uh, and Zeus, he can, yeah, what what a great role model for him too. Like you know, play wherever you can get on the field. Just get on the field, make mm-hmm. a difference. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Cam if we don't get another right back signed to, to play a little uh, at right back this year. Um, what's your biggest position of need still right now, in, in light of the Volder and the Zionists and the Ndembe signings? Well, I mean, it's striker, right? Yeah. I mean, it's still it obviously the striker, and but the fact that they threw in there that he, he you know, Marinos. Uh, is into being a second striker mm-hmm. i was like okay that's better than nothing like that's that's something cool right right it's um you know and when they listed him you know early you know in, in their tweet and and at the first part of their story they say the club has acquired 20 year old winger but then when you go down to the vitals they just say his position is forward so maybe i'm reading too much into something i don't know but considering he has played as a second striker before, which is typically a little bit, you know, they play under, you know, it's not really a two striker system as much. It's more like they play underneath almost like a, 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 in between a nine and a 10. 
I don't know. Maybe, you know, that Polito like dropping deep. So if he has some midfield tendencies, maybe Zionis could actually play there and it wouldn't be too much of a departure from the way Polito played too. So yeah, we'll see. I think, I don't know. I just, I, I cannot believe that Peter Vermees and Sporting KC would spend two plus million dollars plus $400,000 per year almost on some dude who they think is going to ride the bench, even if he's young. I agree, man. I agree. That's not really, uh, that's not that kind of signing. No, not at all. So those are, those are the big moves. I, I think you're a hundred percent correct. Um, Usually. That the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the biggest needs right now are, or the biggest need is, is striker. I still would like another midfielder, maybe a, a number 10 uh, or a number eight, but uh, especially, I guess, number 10 to help, you know, spell Gotti Kinda a bit, you know, and he's coming off an injury, but um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Hell, I mean, Zionis might even play number 10 for a little bit to start the year if Gotti Kinda can't play, depending on how quickly he can integrate with the team. Well, yeah, we're in, we're in for a wild uh, start, that's for sure. <laughs> so those are, those are the two big uh, roster transaction moves. I, I haven't seen any other uh, rumors out there, so if we see those, we'll let you know, keep you updated. But that's definitely uh, the biggest news uh, for Sporting KC for the week. Um, we do have some questions here that I want to get to from some of our listeners. We're talking about strikers here. Um, Connor Bateman, a.k.a. Connor with a K, says, if it could happen, which I doubt it would, but still an interesting, an interesting idea, would you be for or against signing Josie Altidore? Dude, they <laughs> talked about this on Extra Time, the mm-hmm. podcast, and they didn't think that was a terrible idea. And so to ask if I would be for it, the thought gets me a little excited too. Yeah. Don't you? I mean, I don't know. He had a, a little injury prone. Yeah. You know, that's, it just is what it is. He's very injury prone. Um, you know, he's, he's a little older now. How old is he now? Um, he's got to be over 30, right? I just had it up and now it's gone. Uh, Josie Altador. He is uh, 32. So, you know, he's not a young guy. Um, I mean, obviously he was a huge part of Toronto FC, you know, in their MLS cup runs. Um, he played in 16 games, uh, started eight last year, had four goals, um, in 2020 only played in 13 games, started 10, only had two goals, um, 2019, 22 games, 18 starts, 11 goals, seven assists, 2018, 13 games. So, I mean, man, he hasn't really played a full season of games since like 2017, so yeah it's been a bit so i mean it's one you're not going to get like a fully healthy josie altador probably i I don't really know and and we haven't even been linked to him for one so this is just kind of a it's a thought i don't know to answer the question i'm down and i i what what are the other options you got something else for me well that's the thing is i mean not that i'm aware of you know (laughs) if if it was josie or or nobody else yeah I'll, i'll i'll take josie now here's the problem uh, Josie Altador uh, last year made like $3 million. So he was, his salary was listed as um, $3.6 million supposedly. Wow. So, I mean, our highest paid player was Polito at what? 2.2 if that. So yeah. um, jo- Josie would have to take a multi-million dollar pay cut. Tremendous. So it's, you know, I don't know. But, hey, even, I mean, if you could have Josie off the bench, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, so, no, for sure. Not for that money, though. <laughs> not for that money. No, I mean, you're talking like $700,000 at most for, for something like that. Oh, yeah. No so, joke. I don't know. It probably is not going to happen. I idea, though. I don't hate that. He'd slot in real well, and it would be fun games to watch. That's for sure. He doesn't like playing defense, and so I don't know how how well he'd work in Peter's system. But he's big guy. He gets big, man. He doesn't get taken down. He has that Dom Dwyer complex about him that gets tough. So, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Let's see here. Um, SKC and NJ says, we all know that in order to have a successful season, we need to bring in many players, especially on defense. That has been done. But another major problem every season is that Peter Vermees rarely uses substitutes most games. Do we expect this to happen again this season? Man, I 
I don't know. And what the fact that he doesn't use substitutes, do, do they, are we assuming that these players need subbed out? Like a lot of them would prefer not to be subbed out. A lot of them have 90 minute fitness and can go the full, the full 90. Like their yeah. subs don't have to happen. They don't need a break. They are professional athletes. There's water bottles on the side. If they need a swig, you know, it is what it is. It's what they train for. So I never really understood like, like why, why warm someone up and bring them in for 15 minutes? Like, I, I don't know. I was never mad at Peter for not subbing. Like what, what subs would you bring in in some of those cases? Well, so that's the thing. I, I, I look less at substitutions from a fitness standpoint. And I look more at substitutions from a tactical standpoint. You're right. Most of these players from a fitness standpoint probably aren't going to need it. Um, and I don't even think it's that, you know, Peter never uses subs last year. I think, you know, I'd have to go back and look at the numbers. I almost think last year's even a little bit more of an outlier than it typically is for Peter, because when he has somebody on his bench that he thinks will give him a tactical advantage, he's not afraid to go to the bench. When we had a guy like Gerso on the bench who could come in in the 65th, 70th minute with his speed and break down defenses because suddenly he's on fresh legs and nobody else over there is, yeah, that's a sub Peter would make all the time. He would bring Ilya in for a stretch of games as a sub, and Ilya would come in and, and be a fresh pair of legs in the midfield, and it was great. Um, look at the bench last year. And again, part of this is on Peter as the technical director, but we had a lot of real young guys and not a lot of experience. And, you know, who would you have on the bench most games that you could turn to and say, this person gives me a better tactical advantage than the person I have currently on the field? I mean, it's kind of what it was this year, right? Like, why, yeah. how are you going to criticize Peter Vermees when it's like, well, tell me who you'd bring in. Now, Peter can't say that. He can't right. say like, oh, tell me who to bring in. I got these pieces of shit on the bench. <laughs> he can't. He's not going to say no. anything like that. But like, Sean really hit him with the question all the time. And uh, it really, <laughs> Peter didn't like it. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, and you know, you get a little snarky sometimes what show me where in the rule books it says you have to make a sub and, and I get it. I think here's the thing. I, I understandably got frustrated. Everybody understandably got frustrated last year with the lack of subs, but I think it's, it's a lot easier to say, Oh, sub somebody. They're all so tired. than it is to say, okay, I would sub this person for this person at this point because of X, Y, Z tactical reason. Um, sure. There were some times where I was like, man, the speed of cam Duke would really help in this game right now. I think yeah. those are fair criticisms, but you know, I'm not going to say, Oh man, Kyrie's been out there for 90 minutes because or 80 minutes. Cause Polito is hurt. Uh, bring in Wilson Harris. Cause I don't know that a fresh Wilson Harris is going to give you any better chance at a goal than and a, you know, 80 minute Kyrie Shelton. You know, that thoroughbred Kyrie Shelton is not needing to come off that field. Mr. Mr. Veins in his quads. You think he's <laughs> tired? No. That veiny quad of his, he's fine. Yeah. Very I think, vascular. I think Peter is is signaling with the types of signings he's getting this year and also with his comments, like where he's talking about rotation and whatnot, that he knows he needs multiple players who he's not afraid to get on-field minutes this year. And, you know, we have Ben Sweat and Logan and Denbe. I don't think there's going to be a hesitation to put either of them out on the field this year. For whatever reason, Amadou Dia did something where – didn't wasn't trusted last year so he wasn't going to be on there um they brought back graham zussi clearly because they needed somebody at right back we have four center backs now that i think they probably trust uh there's probably going to be at least another forward signing and maybe another midfield signing there's depth there and i think you'll you know getting a guy like felipe hernandez back if he gets uh, approved to come back that's going to be huge yeah. so we'll see i just i don't I don't want people to go in. This is a tough ask. I don't want people to go in with a confirmation bias of like Peter doesn't sub. And then one game he doesn't sub and they're like, see, he's never going to sub again. <laughs> you know, he has a lot more information than we do. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's the King dude. He's, he's the boss literally. So it's like, how are you going to question it? Right. Yeah. He's, he's not above you win when it matters. He's not above any type of criticism, but he also knows a lot more about their their health and fitness because they have crazy amounts of data. And he also knows a lot more about tactically what he's trying to do. So, well, he's he's above a little criticism. He doesn't really like it. Well, not really. In his mind, he's above criticism. I, I think 
this is this is the but i mean this isn't unique to sporting kc this is the battle between every sports team and every fan if the chiefs would have lost last night there would be some people out there today calling for andy reed's job because when tyreek hill returned a punt to the 16 yard line they had three plays two runs and then they put patrick mahomes at wide receiver you have yeah. the 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 best player arguably in the history of football. You're on the 16 yard line, game on the line, and you do not give him a single chance to make a play. <laughs> that's a that's fair criticism, I think. No, and there but, probably are still people asking for that. <laughs> you know, people are dumb, dude. Lots of dummies out there. Right, but but then you have to look at you know when it when it comes down to it, more often than not, yeah, does the coach make the right decision? And there, you know, confirmation bias is everything. If if that yeah. Option would I mean I was out there on Twitter being like I hate that play call you know terrible blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but you know if that option would have worked and McKinnon would have had a wide open lane to the end zone which is possible we all would have been like genius they all didn't know what to do because Mahomes was that wide receiver Andy yeah. Reid's just a genius and I know you say the <laughs> overtime rule is so stupid but it's like that that defense kicked our ass all night like there's no reason we should have even scored on them right there you know yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, Peter, we're back in it. Chiefs have done it to us again. <laughs> Peter, I think, you know, it, it, my, my point is it's a thing that every sports team deals with. Fans are always going to yeah. think they know more than the coach at some point, but then the coach is going to make some decision that the fans are going to be like, this is why he's the best coach of all time. So yeah, don't get, don't get on Facebook. Facebook's a very negative place these days. <laughs> when you go, when you go to like the comment section of like, announcements there's always someone who's like oh great another defender when are we gonna fire Vermees and Zussi and I'm like who is, who is this person yeah. like I can't just uh I, I want to say don't go to the comments but like if you want to laugh you should go check them out man call it like look if you're part of the Cauldron Facebook group you know more power to you I guess but sometimes man I'm on there and I'm that like it's a little silly what is happening yeah like, you got to, And then, you know, Facebook's now for all the olds. It is what it is. <laughs> you got to get away from the olds. Yeah. Now you go to Twitter and it's like, well, I, I don't even know if I belong here anymore. Twitter's becoming for the olds too now. I think, I think Twitter's for the olds. And so <laughs> if I don't do a lot of pictures, so I'm like, well, I, I can't get down on Instagram. I use Instagram for like, to like follow wrestlers. Yeah. And, and, and that's whatnot. why you do TikTok dances. I don't even do TikTok. <laughs> do you, you have TikTok. I have and how TikTok. come you don't create? Because come do my TikTok because yeah. I got so many fantastic ideas okay. I want to create, but I don't want to fucking do it. I just well, want see, to, that's like, the make thing. the idea. No, I'm not. A, I, I don't, I don't make TikToks. I watch TikToks. It's like a content gen. It's, but you know what TikTok is? TikTok time. is for me what Quibi tried to be. Quibi tried to be TikTok, except it was just a little what? too long and not good enough. So I watch so TikToks. you sit there all day and like what, no. watch dog videos and stuff? Not all day, but I'll be sitting there. Like, I'll be like, I got 20 minutes. Let me just scroll through TikTok. Watch 20 minutes? You know, just, I mean, because some of them are up to three minutes long. And they're like, they're like little mini sketches. So I'll be on there. Because like my algorithm now, some of it's cat videos. But then, <laughs> but then it's some of it's just sad millennials wishing it was 1994. But what? then... But then a lot of it is, you know, comedy sketches and whatnot and people doing st funny stuff. Then I'm like, oh, this, you know, you, it's a platform. You got three minutes to, to do something creative. And, and yeah. it's interesting what people come up you with. You dig that, huh? I got gotcha. you. Oh, yeah. I just, but, I got, I got an Xbox, bro. It's full of entertainment. <laughs> you know, I don't want to watch other people try to be funny. Like, and then sometimes yeah. they're not. And I'm like, well, I don't get that. That's so the scary on. part about TikTok, though, is it gets to know who you are so well that your algorithm is so wildly dialed into you. It's scary. Like when I was in right. L.A. a number of months ago, I pulled up my TikTok. And my youngest brother, Eddie, he pulled up his TikTok and we're 10 years apart. And he was like, what the hell is happening on your TikTok? And I was like, what the hell is happening on your TikTok? Like we live in what two different worlds. His? I don't even know. Some weird Gen Z joke that I'm like, I don't understand. Is this supposed to be funny? Is this supposed to be serious? I Some don't know weird what's happening. Gen Z joke. <laughs> right. The punchline is just go to therapy. Right. It was just, <laughs> you know, I felt like an old man yelling at a cloud, like kids these oh days. My God. I so. can't do it, man. I can't. And it's like, you tried to talk to me about Wordle. By the way, everyone needs to let you know what the damn Wordle score is. You have to know if you don't post it, you didn't do it. It's like a workout. If you don't post about it working out, you're Picture not working out. It didn't out. happen. It didn't happen. And so, and you're like, dude, it's just one a day. And my wife's the same way. And I was like, I don't want to learn. I'm not trying to think yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. Look, we recorded this Monday evening. And let me tell you, 
the, the Monday Wordle was hard. I almost didn't get it, but I did. I but it was hard. It was hard. Oh my God. I was just like, what is happening? And you were like, well, actually, it's pretty fun. I'm like, damn it, Jimmy. <laughs> you too. <laughs> uh, and that's me. I'm like, I will not succumb to you, sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, I eventually do. God damn it. Because the yes. only way to get through to my wife who does it. <laughs> You'll do it. Hey, it's fine. You wake up, you know, do a little wordle, get your brain juices flowing. You do it right when you wake up. I either do it like it refreshes at midnight. So sometimes I stay up past midnight and I'm like, okay, oh, I'll do it tonight before I go to bed or I'll do it in the wait. morning before I start work. Yeah, like wait for it and you get all excited <laughs> for a freaking word, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. Except it's hard when the word has two of the same letter in it. Cause then you're, you're like, I already guessed it and I know it's in there somewhere, but I don't know if it's, it's in there twice. Wheel of fortune bullshit. And I tell you what, <laughs> when you, you, you wake up in the morning, I can't even see. I have to close one eye to like, type in my phone passcode you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Even, and otherwise if i had two eyes they would just use my eyes to open the <laughs> lock. i don't know why i said that anyways we are in a tangent you got me out of fire i'm, no, in, I'm okay. in a thing well the last thing i want to talk about and this was uh, prompted by a question from christopher rogers who the first time i read christopher rogers i christopher thought robin. that i thought it said christopher robin and yeah. i was like we need the poo he Absolutely. came to life oh bother but <laughs> it's not christopher robin it's christopher rogers and he said, do you have any thoughts or comments on the Beasler interview? And really? I, had to, I had to look this up and shout out to the Blue Testament because they got him on, on their podcast uh, at the coaches convention that was in Kansas City. I didn't know about this. You just told me today, yeah. Monday. You haven't so. listened to it yet. And we're going to talk about some of it, but I encourage all of you. It's an hour long podcast. Now, now I go, have to go listen to it. Go to the Shades of Blue soccer show podcast and uh, listen to their interview with Matt Beasler because it's really interesting to hear some of the things he says in his own words. But a couple of the things no. that I... Tidbits though, dude. He's a player who doesn't play anymore. He is. So he's kind of got the mouth unlocked. He's he's retired now, and he talks a little bit about how difficult it is to admit he's retired. And he's like, I don't like using the word because it's uh, it's not like I'm gonna not have a job. I'm gonna do something, but I'm just done playing (laughs) professional soccer. But we are we always talk about this. You know, we we talk about which players we want to get on the podcast at times, and we talk about which players to go talk to after the games or whatnot. Now, dude, and. I never really went out of my way. You'd go talk to Beasler because he's the captain post game, but I never really went out of my way to ask him any specific questions because you knew the answer you were going to get with Beasler. And it's the same reason we never had Beasler on the podcast when he was a player, because I could write or I could say what Beasler's answer was going to be before he said, it. because he knew exactly how to say nothing. And I don't mean that as um, a, a, a complaint or, or as a dig at Beasler. It's actually very smart. It's the same way that quarterbacks in the NFL never say anything because what good is it to a professional player to say something that you know is going to be a soundbite? It's, it's, it's not good. If you get aggregated, that's probably a bad thing. And, and, and he, he said early on in the podcast, he goes, one thing I'm excited about now since I'm no longer a player is I'm excited that I get to talk more openly now. And I'm excited that I get to say some things that I always thought but couldn't say before. And he recalled that he got burned once and and he was like this is the moment where i realized i can't say anything and it was back in 2015 some of you might remember this um you know it was uh you know right after the 2014 world cup there had been the rumors about him going to europe he stayed with skc there was the gold cup happening and it was a january camp and jürgen klinsman had said something about uh players weren't in their peak fitness yet and how he, he didn't think that was acceptable and, and Beasler was asked about it. Um, and he said, um, you know, I won't say anything about Jurgen's comments. He can say anything he wants, but personally fitness is not an issue for me. My goal is to be in my peak fitness on March 1st. That's when my season starts. It goes from March to December. So on January 15th, we devised an off season plan for me to hit my peak fitness on March 1st. And that's what I think most guys did. If the expectation is different, that's something that needs to be discussed so we know going into camp where we need to be. So not anything too, you know, fiery, but he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm an MLS player. I'm trying to be in peak fitness by MLS season. And I guess I wish I would have known if that was different. Peter was the one who said to expect the guys to be in top form at the January camp. And I mean this, I think it's utterly ridiculous. So Peter came out firing. And, but 
Jurgen thought it was Bees that said that. Well, I don't even know if that Jurgen just didn't like what Beesler said, I guess. And and Beesler said on this Shades of Blue podcast, he goes, "I had to have a conversation with Jurgen Klinsmann, and because of those comments, I was not called into the Gold Cup team that summer." Those comments wow. came back to me and kept me off the Gold Cup team. And these comments were posted in the Kansas City Star at the time. And, um, and that takes money out of his pocket. Takes money. It takes experience. I mean, Gold Cup's not the World Cup, but that's the you know the the second biggest tournament that a U.S. men's national mm-hmm. team player can play in. So Did you make those comments to you. Is that were you in trouble? It was not me. <laughs> <laughs> I did not publish this. I mean, heck, shout out to Thad Bell who runs the Blue Testament. He even said on the podcast, he goes, "I remember you saying it." I remember thinking at the time, wow, people are going to take that out of context and not what bees meant. And he goes, I'm not going to publish it. It got published in the star. And so uh, it got back to Jurgen. And that's when bees was like, I learned never to say anything. And for the rest of my career, I never said anything. Yeah. So, wow. It's just, but it's crazy to hear bees talk this openly now because he never did this before. So it's Um, um, okay. Well, Let's get him. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get him. Because the other thing he talked about was painting the wall with Daniel Kuzer. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Wonder if he'd remember. <laughs> oh, he definitely remembers, dude. He's like, Yeah, that one time that I did not choose another person to come paint the wall. The dude with had me. the weird magic mirror thing he was holding and oh, it was odd. God. He looked like he ate a few people. I <laughs> <laughs> was very large, dude. Very plump. <sighs> and I think this part is probably where Christopher Rogers uh I had the question he was asked about how how his relationship with skc is now like where are things at because he went to play with austin for a year basically what happened and and it was really interesting and, and insightful because he was like look he, he was like he started he's like we're fine skc and i are fine but he was like but you know i'm paraphrasing here he's like but i was hurt and i'm still working through this i'm not totally healed from exactly what went down because he was like, loyalty means a lot to me. And he goes, and loyalty meant a lot to Sporting KC. And we, over my 12 years here, went back and forth proving our loyalty to each other. They would give me a raise. I would prove my loyalty to them with how I played. And I would get rewarded with the captain's armband. And I would choose to stay in Kansas City over going to Europe. And we just kept one-upping each other with our loyalty. And he yeah. said, I-, I went in driving to the training facility one day thinking I was going to sign my last contract with Sporting KC and retire a sporting player. And an hour later, I was driving home and I didn't have a team. So apparently he did not see this coming whatsoever. And he was like, I always had heard people say, well, it's just a business. And he was like, to me, it wasn't a business. To me, it was family. He goes, I could say it was business for other people, but it was never business for me. I always thought I was different. And then I realized I wasn't. Did he sound pretty serious like that? Or was it kind of in jest? Or? No, he, he was being dead serious. And oh, then he man. still, he was like, look, I love SKC. I want to be involved with SKC someday in some way. I want to keep growing the brand. I want to help the club. Um, he was like, I like the idea of coaching. He goes, I'd love to be a coach one day. He goes, I don't want to travel. So I'm not going to do it right now, but who knows? Maybe a year from now I'll be coaching. But you could, wow. t- he was like, I still need some time to heal because it's not all there yet. Well, and it's just, Austin will do that to you. <laughs> uh, that was good huh that was good yeah, that was, let but, me explain how good that comedic timing was it makes it funnier if i this guy gets it <laughs> real comedians comedian real um, comedians let you know how they are comedian uh, but it, it's good. just i don't know i mean i guess i assumed there probably was some hurt feelings but it almost hurt me in a weird way as a fan who cares about this club and who knows all that bees like it's all about you god damn well, no, but go. just to hear bees like kind of have that hurt i can imagine that that's going to take some time to work through it and and reconcile in a way before you can come back to the club he was the guy dude my drunk ass would literally like salute him as he came out i'm like capitan <laughs> oh and, captain and my then- captain my captain and you know when he left that hurt and you're like damn is he really gonna go retire somewhere else like that's crazy yeah well Uh, but it's it is a business dude it is and i think he got he got too close you can't get too close get your feelings hurt peter has said you know before last year he said this with the dom trade he goes i never let emotion get in the way of making a decision and apparently bees thought that was for everybody except himself and i get it 12 years you're the captain you're mr kansas city yeah you're the one writing the book called no other home like the, the book dude great book it's just you know 
But if you look at his Austin salary last year, he made $650,000. Sporting yeah. wasn't going to pay him to ride the bench $650,000. No, because he was already making like seven fifty dollars here. Yeah. yeah. And so, so they, they must have wanted to cut his pay big time. Or did yeah. they, no, did they just cut him or they just couldn't come to a deal? Like, obviously it wasn't a cut because he said an hour later, I walked out of there. They clearly talked. Well, that's the thing he didn't, he didn't say, and it wasn't asked. And I don't blame, and I don't know if you would say this as open as he's being, because what I wanted the follow-up to be was like, did they even extend a contract offer? Exactly. Or was this just like a, look, we know you're not going to take a pay cut to $200,000. We're not going to even insult you with that offer. So Is let's that a bad just... question to ask? Like, why, why not ask that? I mean, that's one, if we ever got him on the podcast, if he would answer it, I'd ask him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. I'd be curious to be like, was there even a contract offer extended or was it just kind of like you walked in there and realized like mutually that, hey, this isn't going to get, like, we're not going to come to terms. So why even go through the song and yeah. dance? Or did you walk in and he said, we're, you know, we just don't have space for you. We're going to let you go. Like, yeah. I want to know, was there an offer or was it just a legitimate, you're fired? Yeah. And, you know, my, ask, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting, but I do think he'd be a great coach. There's an SKC two team that's got a lot of former players right now who are helping coach. So that's interesting. Yeah. But you know, he did tell, he was like, I told my wife that, you know, my schedule, our schedule as a family always revolved around me. And he, I kept telling her, okay, it's going to be different. I'm going to retire. And it's going to be different. He goes, I can't say that. And then immediately be like, okay, now I'm leaving for half the weekends out of every year because I'm a coach now. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. But, um, the other thing I thought was interesting <clears throat> is he talked about Ike a little bit. And he was like, I was shocked that Ike took that job. And the reason wow. he was shocked is because he goes, Ike was always the one in the locker room who was telling us, don't take soccer too seriously. You guys watch soccer too much. Once I retire, I'm never touching a soccer ball again. It's just a sport. <laughs> like it's, it, and he goes, and Ike is literally the first one of us to go back in there and coach. That's hilarious. So he's like, I think it's great. And he goes, especially after all the health things he's been through last year. And he goes, and that's not my story to tell. Maybe Ike will tell it one day. But after the things he's been through the last couple of years, he's really happy for Ike. So whatever whatever has been going on, you know, has been tough. And, and B's knows, apparently. But, huh. you know, it's... Well, uh, I'm sure Benny had a huge influence in getting Ike to come take that job. I don't think Ike would have done it if Benny weren't the coach. Right. I, I think it was like, Benny was like, come on, dude, I know you hate this sport, but if you could come work in it, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, I know you said you'd never want to see a soccer ball ever again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're we're going to play with them, though, a few times a week. <laughs> we're we're going to get them out, kick them around. I just hope that, you know, I know Benny has to be straight man, SKC2 coach now, but get a Benny and Ike, you know, Benny Fellhopper show every once in a while. Yeah. It'd be nice. Wow, so. that'd be interesting. Hey, we could, yeah, let's facilitate that, man. Let's start it right here. The little, <laughs> you know, the Zoom squares, everything's virtual now. So yeah, my favorite Benny Fellhaber show that ever happened was still the one where they had CJ Sapong on and he just started listing off conspiracy theories. And Benny was like, <laughs> I don't know what is going on right now. I'm, we have lost control of this interview. I, you know, they don't do enough fun stuff anymore like that. It, yeah. uh, I'm sure they've had to like lay off a lot of people with pandemic and stuff, save money. Yeah. But I mean, doing they, they used to have some pretty well produced stuff, and and I get it, they're probably doing what they can. But when they played the prank on Colton Storm, and he was there for a yeah. date, and it was Peter Ramiz who showed up. And... Where's my <laughs> April Fool's pranks every year? I need those. Hopefully this year things can get a little bit back closer to normal, and, and we'll be able to have a little bit more fun. They're looking for a. a designer for their creative team i saw a couple days ago so remember when tim melia was uh, auditioning for dancing with the stars <laughs> <laughs> shallowy was going to be the bachelor yes well that was a real thing <laughs> <laughs> that was not that's not april fools at all you're just no, like naming events i'm just naming funny things that the club used to do <laughs> there's gonna be a bunch of, there's gonna be drunk I'm... johnny russell in the front row heckling <laughs> daniel shallowy while he's trying to find love I, I set a category i was talking april fool's pranks in general and you're like yeah the bachelor haha well it feels like that's kind of an april foolish thing until you realize oh no this is real daniel shallow he's gonna be the bachelor Stop. kansas city are you saying april foolish april fools i i thought you were saying foolish oh i might have once i don't know but no i know it's april it sounds fools. like that's kind of april foolish fools ish april fools so you put the ish up yeah i thought you were some weird californian that was like april foolish called. day april, happy <laughs> april foolish <laughs> okay i said clarify verify that no so i don't know i think they'll get back to this year i think hopefully they'll be able to have a little bit more fun but 
we'll see. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we always go, we'll see. All right. April foolish. But no, go check it out. <laughs> Shout out to uh, the Blue Testament and Shades of Blue. I'm not going to, you know. Oh, it's Thad, right? It's Thad. And, uh, oh, you know, know they, they talked to Beasler for about an hour and he talked about his his uh, soccer apparel brand. He's starting with Seth Sinovic, which is kind of cool. That oh, was the other started thing. already, right? Yeah, he was like, you know, a lot of you know, everybody our age is, all, is, is wearing Lululemon. And I was like, you run in different circles than I run in. Yeah, I I don't. I mean, I'm I'm happy with a, a thirty dollar Under Armour tight. Right. I I mean, man, I would have to you know take out a second mortgage to afford a, a pair of Lululemon shorts. Oh my god! Yeah, one hundred fifty dollar uh, compression tights or something. Right. What are we doing here? Geez. So, but no, go check it out. Uh, shout out to Shades of Blue. Go go listen to their interview, and um, you know it's a good one with with Beesler. But um, we'll we'll get bees on here sometime in the, in the not too distant future. So. But I think that's about all I have for this week. You got anything else, my uh, my good friend? My good friend, I uh, I don't, man. It's gonna be, gosh, stuff just getting exciting now, man. I'm just so excited. It's so. getting close. It's getting real close. Uh, you know, we're gonna have next week some preseason soccer to to recap. We won't be able oh, to yeah, see dude. it, but we'll but we'll have known what the results are. Maybe we'll so. even preview the the Casey Max Chicken and Champs. <laughs> so it's uh, it's i'm excited for that that pub 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 thing whatever it's called i don't know yes. you, you were the one who you, you pulled me out to come to come do it so we're gonna go we're do doing it. it the pub putt putt thing yeah that'll be fun uh if anything just to play putt putt that i've never i haven't played in 10 years <laughs> it'll be fun so we should get out and practice that's right anyway thank you so much for listening uh if you have not yet left us a five-star rating and review please go do so you can leave us a rating on spotify or apple podcasts uh, make sure you leave us the review on Apple Podcasts and we'll read it. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, and at JCMac03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod, or shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Check out that merch store, bit.ly.com slash NoOtherPod, and make sure you stick with us, and we'll be back next week to talk about actual sporting KC preseason soccer that occurred. But until then, he's Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Chicken and Shams. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.